Hey there, it's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. I am a survivor of both childhood abuse and later domestic violence. I've been free since 2009 and have been sharing my story and much recently sharing stories from others in order to inspire, empower, and educate. So if you found any value in any of these episodes, please do me a favor and share. Maybe somebody needs a dose of positivity to know that they're not alone. My goal is to break open the darkness and to let there be light. Have a great rest of your day and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Hey, it's Melinda. I wanted to come on and talk about um, when you're in survival mode. Now, this isn't necessarily that you are with a intimate partner. This could be a family member that is abusive. Um, this could be a coworker and so on and so on. Maybe you're even your own child. When you're in that survival mode, what does it look like for you? I want you to think physically, mentally, emotionally, what are you feeling? Looking back at my past, I could definitely see how, uh, how I was just keeping it together, how I was barely holding on. And it was, and, and I knew something was wrong because of what I was feeling physically. I was losing my hair. I was physically sick at the thought of coming home. I would, um, you know, just this deep sense of thread. I'd feel nauseated. I would feel this tightness in my neck anytime that my, uh, even if my ex called, when I heard him a message from him, I could actually feel my body tense. So what does this look like for you? And most of these that I'm going to mention are things that I know I felt myself. So here is some things to maybe look out for. Again, feeling physically sick. You might feel jumpy, maybe loud sounds. Something makes you feel jumpy. Or even that person, if they come around you, you feel, and they call it hypervigilant, you feel, you're waiting. You are very, very um, mindful of different sounds different. If this person is going to touch you, you might, you'll just feel it. You'll feel that. You may feel depressed, have a very low self-esteem, are nervous or maybe anxious. You could feel that, especially during times of uh, when you're having that moment where things are escalated, that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, you might develop a serious disease. Our body is just the best gauge for us and how our, how our how our survival mode is going, you know, no matter what type of event it is, it could be that you had a car accident. It could be that you were in an earthquake, hurricane, tornado, so on and so on. Um, it could be that you witnessed something, a crime, uh, somebody getting carjacked, whatever that is, it can trigger a lot of these as well. Okay. So it's not just abuse. These are things that can come out. Our body is just so wise. And sometimes it's very protected of us as well. You might be for very forgetful. You could feel very numb. You might not find joy in anything, even though you're doing things, you're kind of just going through the motion. So you might not feel the joy. You might, there are, um, crafts. I used to love to do crafts and I still do love some glitter, but I recognize that a lot of those things that I was putting my efforts in at that time were just, it was a diversion. It was something to kind of take my mind off of the trauma that I was in. In that moment that I was in, in the situation, I wanted to find a different outlook, outlet so I wouldn't have to think about things like that, what I was going through. And 
it was exhausting. And, you know, you might feel tired, you might feel exhausted, but just trying to keep the house civil, trying to, and even as a kid, just trying to, and you've probably heard the old adage, it feels like you're stepping on eggshells or waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, I was feeling all that, that anxiousness, that waiting. Okay, is this going to be the time when there's a blow up? Is this going to be the time when I have to defend myself or worry uh, going home? I'm worrying about how's he going to be? How's his attitude? And so on. I couldn't fix him. It came a point, there came a point when I recognized I could not fix him. Maybe to some degree, I felt like I could change him. Again, I've made those coulda, woulda, shouldas. I also thought, and I've shared it here before, where I thought, if I'm able to, if we're able to be out on our own, you know, we were living with his parents there after we had gotten married. Well, if I'm able to, if we're able to get on our own, things will be better. Well, they weren't. If he gets a better job or I get a better job, things will be better. They weren't. If we have children, maybe things will be better. They weren't. If, 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 and I kept bargaining. I kept thinking with myself, well, things will change. He'll settle down. His mom even told me at one point in time, she's like, over time, he'll mellow out. That's what his dad did. Ooh, that was just a big waving flag for me, even though I didn't know about red flags back then. But I just, I thought to myself with all these other things, even when I tell my story now, it's like, girl, oh my goodness. But I couldn't leave at that moment in time because I was just so worn down. I was just, I didn't have any faith or belief in myself. I still had faith, but I didn't have that in myself. And I kind of was just going through these motions, trying to make peace with everybody, trying to make it so everything was okay, that there was nothing to worry about. So I was doing this at a big extent, expense of my for myself. I was doing this so I could just keep going. I thought to myself, if I could just make it until my last, our youngest is 18, I am filing for divorce, I am signing those papers, I will be free and clear. I couldn't wait that long. The way things were happening for me, and I suffered just about everything you can think of with my abuser, I it was just ramping up to, there's no way I'm going to survive. Now, it was also so taxing on my body. And, you know, I wasn't pooping there for a while. I know that's TMI. I wasn't pooping there for about a good month. Yeah, I was not in a good space. Um, I was having panic attacks. I didn't know that's what they were. I thought they were heart attacks. Um, I thought it was maybe a heart attack, I should say. But I did learn that that was a panic attack. God bless that nurse that talked to me about that quietly while my ex, my now ex, was um, kind of distracted. He was annoyed with me that I wasn't dying. Um, but God bless her for just saying, hey, they recognize that too. They recognize when we were in there that there was something off. And I could have spoke up then, but I didn't. I didn't. I was just so fearful. I lived in that chronic state where I was afraid all the time. I was afraid of my own shadow. I mean, quite literally, I was just so jumpy all the time. I was mindful of my words. I had to be mindful of my words. I had to make sure that I wasn't going to say something that was going to upset him. I had to do things when we're in other mixed company or family where I was glorifying him almost. 
Um, I couldn't, you know, joke around like I do with Mr. Awesome. I joke around with him. We both banter back and forth and it's okay. Uh, I couldn't do that with my ex. If I did, it would be seen as I am ganging up on him or I'm making fun of him or um, something to that degree where I just was not building him up and I'd never hear the end of it. That would spiral into something, something horrible. And so just trying to gain back that, what I lost for myself, that who was Melinda? Who was I? Who was I as a woman? Who was I? I knew I was a mom, but who was I? I needed to tap into that. And I knew what I was feeling was normal. Does that make sense? I didn't know what it was, but I did know what I was feeling was normal. And this is before I, I did not even do any research on this. It was pre-internet. I had to watch my computer searches as it was because he would check my, what I was doing online. So I had to be very mindful of that and careful. Um, so I just needed to do, and a good friend of mine started telling me, hey, you need to do some soul work. You need to do some work on yourself. You need to start building yourself up. And so I had to start doing that. I had to start doing that for me. And uh, she recommended affirmations. And well, that spun into what I'm doing today. But uh, doing the affirmations, finding thankfulness too, and just starting from there and clipping. I always loved collages ever since I was a kid. So I'd start clipping out pages from magazines of the life I wanted. Well, what's the furniture I wanted? Uh, what would my life look like? And I started to allow myself to daydream. I even wrote things down where I would tear up. Um, I wouldn't let him see that. So I tear it up and like throw it at work, for example, so he couldn't see that stuff. I would just allow myself that daydream time where I could say, okay, this is what my life would be like without him. This is what I would be doing without him. And it wasn't necessarily that I had a new partner. And yes, I did have that fantasy time eventually. You know, what, what did I want? And I did make a list of what I want in a partner. And um, I actually had a hundred plus things on there things that I wanted in partner, things that he would do for me. And of course, this is mutual thing. But anyway, so I made those lists. And as I started to kind of chip away at my daydreams and, and what I really wanted, I should say dip, chip away at my old me, there was like this spark where I recognized that I needed to leave. It took time and I knew I couldn't leave at the time that I did. And I'm so glad that I did wait because things might have turned out a lot different. And again, shoulda, woulda, coulda. You, you can't, I can't change the past. So I did what I did, but I'm the way things went, the signs that were there, okay? And, and this is these glimmers, these God winks and so on. The timing, the people that came into my life, strangers that came into my life right around that time just to give me the confidence to know that I was not in a good place, even though they didn't know what was going on, they would say something or um, they would tell me about somebody that was, and it just coincided. Everything coincided with what I was feeling, with where I was at. The dang radio, then it was called Jack FM. Man, that thing would play nothing but, and it's funny because it was like, a, they played a lot of different excuse me, a lot of different things, but they, right before I left for a good few months, they kept playing 50 ways to leave your lover. I would hear that song, you know, because I, I'd be talking to myself, of course, because I do that a lot. 
But, you know, I'm asking God, yeah, I know I'm feeling this. And I would battle with myself back and forth. Should I leave? Should I stay? Should I still stay until they're 18? It just, it doesn't feel right. And so I would hear this song. There was a couple other songs where like, you need to leave them and, and country songs. And it was just so wild to me. It's like, okay, I'm getting the picture. I really know I need to leave. Like you'd hear that song three or four times in an hour. It's like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I really, honestly, <laughs> even though you still have that doubt, you still have that nervousness. Am I making the right decision? Am I leaving to go into another another type of bad relationship? Am I leaving and I'm going to be homeless? Am I not going to have a way to provide for my kids? I'm going to be jobless. I'm not going to have the insurance. Uh, what if he wants the car back? I'm not going to have a way to get to work or to look for work. And of course, this is before remote jobs too. Um, so this was weighed on me, weighed on me. And thankfully, I was lucky and I am very blessed. I am very lucky. I had my sister, Amanda. She went ahead and uh, they took us in for for some time. Well, I got back on my feet and everything, like I said, God's timing, everything happened just so perfectly. So when you're waiting, and now all this to say, when you're waiting to make that jump, when you don't know, I cannot tell you and no one should tell you, hey, you need to go, you need to leave him now. And even myself, I felt this for other ladies. I felt like you need to go now. And I could see it looking from the outside in. When you're in that, it's hard to see a way out. And you might be in a situation where it's volatile, this person's a police officer, maybe this person works for the government, perhaps this person just has ties to a lot of other people that really connected, and that makes you concerned and nervous. And uh, maybe they've wiped out your accounts before, maybe they're threatening to take away the kids. I get that. I get that. They're going to make you look like the unstable one because they are just very good at manipulating people. So get a journal or a log somehow, log instances, log situations. If you have people that can back up what you've had going on in the past, please, if you have people that would like to come forward as a witness for you, if you can call the police, you know, protective orders and the police, I, I'm torn. In my situation, I've, I had a 50, oh, let's say 80 80%, I don't want to say bad luck, uh, or good luck, I should say, I just had an 80% positive time with police. The other time where I could see myself just get myself getting out of hand, because I didn't know how to talk with law enforcement. I didn't know how to thoroughly explain myself without getting emotional. And so that's something I eventually learned as I went forward, and learning to keep paper trail, learning to keep, make sure I had a log of everything that was going on, trying not to pressure my kids or to talk poorly about my ex in front of the kids. I may, I was mindful of not doing that because he was still their dad. I didn't want them to, because kids are impressionable. I did not want them to just take my opinion of him and run with it. I wanted them to see what he was like. Now, you might have that instance where kids believe dad just walk, or mom walk on water. And again, this person might be so convincing to family and even your children that they believe them. They might, they might side with that person. Don't give up hope, okay? I'm still not giving up hope that someday I'll be reunited with my, my, my eldest son. 
I'm not giving up that hope. I'm still praying for him. His birthday was yesterday. I'm still like, happy birthday. But I know I don't have a way to reach out to him and uh, safely. I don't want to get him in trouble in case he's with his dad. Um, but saying all this is don't give up hope. You know, keep that paper trail. Start doing baby steps for you. And it's, it is hard to heal when you have somebody constantly saying you are uh, the C word. Okay, you are the B word. And uh, you're a witch. You're, um, you know what I mean? Uh, you are a dummy. You are, and I'm not going to curse. I don't want to do that. I don't want to give that any power. So you know what I mean when they're bringing you down. I know that's hard. There came a time, there was a pivot within me that I recognized that I was valuable. I was somebody deserving to be treated right, to be treated fairly, to be treated in a way that was um, that was good. So I knew I needed to start working on myself. And it's almost like you put up this mental shield to know, okay, I know that he's not talking. I mean, he's talking at me, but it's not me. Um, and I know they say like, I'm rubber, you're glue, you know, whatever I say bounces back to you and sticks on you or whatever. And it does hurt. It's very hard to get over the verbal abuse, but there there comes a time and I can't explain it. I don't know if there's some science to this, but I can't explain that there was a moment of clarity where it's like no more inside my brain, inside my heart. It's like no more. And it's not to say that none of this stuff still didn't hurt, that I didn't cry, that I didn't still feel wounded, but there came a moment where I wanted to take my power back and I had to do that. I had to do that for me. That was a gift I had to give to myself to know no more. I'm not going to listen to your lies anymore. I'm not going to believe your lies anymore because, you know, even though I couldn't tell him that because I didn't want to get uh, an into an escalated situation, I knew I needed to, to just start reminding myself that I am valuable, that I am loved. I am worthy. I am worthy of a life without violence, without abuse. And it is baby steps. And you just got to take it from there. If you're young, unfortunately, you're under 18, this can be so hard to do because you're with that parent. If you can go ahead and talk with a teacher, talk with a counselor, talk to somebody that you trust. If you're scared, call 911, whether you're a child or whether you're an adult. If you're very fearful, again, where I was talking about talk, calling the police, call the police. I know many a times that, and I didn't, and I wish I did. Um, again, things might went a lot different. The more of a paper trail you can have, the better. Um, there's more. Again, there, there's um, some things with calling the police and their protective orders I just kind of glazed over. Sometimes it makes it worse. A lot of times it can make it worse. But you are your best gauge. You know how to, how to, how to tiptoe around the situation, how to keep the peace, how volatile your situation is. But please do me a favor and tell somebody. Tell a friend, make sure that they're, you know, somebody close, because I know I, I do talk with ladies in the Survivor's Cafe. Many of them are around the world. I cannot get on a jet plane and meet them, unfortunately, but most of them have somebody that they can reach out to that's local. Thank goodness. And, uh, you know, if they can't be reached, and I encourage you to do that. If you can't be reached, be mindful of sharing with your friend, hey, if you can ever reach me, if I don't check in with you at least once a week or once a month or something like that, come looking, you know, do a wellness check 
Anyway, I rambled on a lot. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Please stay safe and God bless. Bye-bye.